the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks a lot for coming along for the Monday edition. Hard to believe the weekend just flew by, Kath, did it not? But that's just okay, because it is the Steeler football edition of The Ride Home with John and Oh, Kathy. how about that? Tonight is opening night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, are you invested in it? Completely. Are you? 100%? Yes. Yep. Okay, good. All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel sort of like meh about it, to be honest. Honestly. I do. Okay, no, wait. I'm going to take your meh. Yeah. And I'm going to lead you to a path that's going to end with an important question. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Sure. I'm going to read the beginning of a Jason Gay piece from uh, the Wall Street Journal. If you're not familiar with Jason Gay, he's one of the funniest sports writers in all of America. <laughs> he truly is. Okay. And this is not particularly on sports, but he addresses the meh that you're talking about. Oh, John. okay. Good. Check this out. He says, this is uh, this is his, his uh, piece from Friday. Life is routinely beautiful, but I think we can all concede that at the moment, Life is fairly meh. A pandemic lurks. Much of the economy's addled. There's no Big Ten football. You have to wear a mask pretty much everywhere. Sure, you can eat a chicken Caesar salad while sitting out on hot pavement. But even the novelty of outdoor dining is getting old. Mm. Still, Jason Gay says, I come with good news. If you're seeking happiness, a little pleasure, some temporary relief amid all this global melancholy, it is okay to occasionally lie on the couch and eat chips and whipped cream from a bottle. Yes, that's a good man. Science says it's fine. In fact, it may be good for you. Now, hold on. He says, I'm serious. Earlier this summer, researchers affiliated with the University of Zurich in the Netherlands now, University of Zurich and Radboud University in the Netherlands published a study in which they concluded that short-term, quote, hedonistic pleasures yeah. lead to at least as much happiness as longer-term accomplishments. Oh, nice. Okay, good. How about that? Now, this is a whole new kind yeah. of scientific research that yeah. I am completely behind. Let me say it again. Short-term hedonistic pleasures lead to at least as much happiness as longer-term accomplishments. Who doesn't like short-term hedonistic pleasures? Right. So the article goes on to say that they're specifically speaking about a time of excessive stress like the pandemic, okay? Mm -hmm. But the science remains. And are you a science denier, John? No, no. No, I'm pro-science. No, no. Okay. I fully support science. So my question for you is... We're six months into this pandemic. Yeah. The night is the beginning of football season. What have you done that is a short-term hedonistic pleasure? Please enter now. <clears throat> short-term hedonistic pleasure. Mm-hmm. This has and been Mike, sort of- I'll be asking you the same thing later in today's program, so please pay attention. You got it. What I found myself really indulging in, although not really pulling the trigger often, is shopping for weird stuff on eBay. What? I 
I love that so much. Wait, what, what, what type of weird stuff are you shopping for? Oh, like I was looking for exotic turtles at one point, but you know, they don't really sell animals. <laughs> Wait, what? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, cause I, we had turtles for many a year in this household and I thought, wouldn't it be nice to have some turtles again to sort of like, you know, you know, I just like turtles. I just think they're fascinating. So for a long time, I've been you're looking at- for turtles and you're going to be one of those people that like ends up with an alligator in the mon. I, I mean, hope not. Heck? No, no, no. I haven't bought anything. Like I said, because eBay certainly restricts that kind of movement, but I do. I, well, just last night, you know what I bought last night? I can't wait to hear. <clears throat> a cashmere scarf. <gasps> mm-hmm. What? Well, winter's coming, Kath. My, uh, what Still, I hear about. There are scarves made out of nylon. Oh, no, no. My neck, my neck is really important to me. And I hate, <laughs> I hate more than anything to have a cold neck. If my neck is cold, then I'm done. I, mm. Everything's upside down in my life. Mm. But if I've got a nice toasty neck, so when I'm buying stuff for winter, I'm always buying high collar or something, you know, covers up super high. I would like to cover my chest. Thank you. There you go, Mike. John Hall's fashion rules. But so I started looking for like you know nice scarves. What well, course you know you run the gamut. Then I found myself spending like literally hour after hour looking at lamb's wool scarves, cashmere scarves. Would I buy? Now then I had a, a debate with myself. Should I buy a used cashmere scarf because mm. you know a lot cheaper, a mm-hmm. heck of a lot cheaper. Sure. Or you wanted something new. I mean, because you know the neck is very intimate so do i want somebody else's like it's not like you're putting something on your ankle no so do i want somebody else's old dna on my cold neck i don't think so so i had to be careful that i'm i must have looked at no exaggeration i'm sure i looked at five thousand scarves i bought one last night and i feel really good about it wow a short-term mm-hmm, hedonistic sure. pleasure all right john hall can i give you one more i'm ready one more quick one mm-hmm. just one more quick one here i got my glass since the pandemic has come upon me, I've gone out of my way to drink copious amounts of 100% cranberry juice. <gasps> Not cran, blah, 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 but pure 100% cranberry juice. Boy, is that good stuff. Now, wait a minute. So it's not like the stuff with the high fructose corn syrup or the no, no. grape or no. No, no, none of that. No. 100% cranberry juice only. Not cran apple, not, you know, cran cocktail or some, that kind of stuff. No. If you're going to go for it, you can go for it. That's what I got. That's my wow. indulgence. Scarves oh. and cranberry juice. It's <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> and turtles. At least he's not a meth addict, Mike. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be a lot worse. Yeah, All right. Ask the show on. As the show unfolds today, uh, we'll be talking about short-term hedonistic pleasures that have sustained us uh, throughout this uh, pandemic. And we're so excited that you're along for the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Hey, listen, coming up next, it's our weekly stint with Greg Clugston, SRN News White House correspondent, the most even-handed the fairest, the most accurate reporter you will find in Mm -hmm. America. We'll talk about this week in the nation's capital next. It is the Steeler football edition of The Ride Home. Word FM, W-O-R-D. Pastor Greg Laurie says our most important mission field may also be our most challenging. 
What's the best way to reach our families with the good news? Find out this week on A New Beginning as Pastor Greg continues his series called World Changers. Tune in each day for A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. Do you have constipation with belly pain, straining, and bloating that keeps coming back? Take the five-question gut check to see if it could be more than occasional constipation. It could be irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBS-C. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medication that treats IBS-C in adults. Linzess is not a laxative. It works differently. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor about whether Linzess is right for you. Go to Linzess.com to take the five-question gut check. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S dot com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on WPCB Cornerstone Television Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Comcast and Verizon. This is time that matters, a window of time to help protect the ones you love. Your preteen benefits from staying up to date with their well visits. This is your window of protection. Schedule their well visit now. Brought to you by Merck. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. And in that moment in time, her life changes forever. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. We start off every Monday by going to the White House, where Greg Clugston, who is the SRN News White House correspondent, joins us to bring us up to date about the goings-on in and around the nation's capital and across the USA. Greg, welcome back. How are you today? I am good. Hi, John. Kathy, great to be here as always. Thank you, Greg. Listen, Greg, it was only a week ago that you were here in our fair city. And, you know, both of us who've known you for years, appreciated you for even longer than we've known you, didn't even get out to say hi. Nothing. <laughs> it's okay. I had a, it was a, it was a jam-packed day. Um, a lot of, a lot of driving around. We basically drove all the way around Pittsburgh. We, we went counterclockwise, starting at the airport and then going, you know, south of the city there, I think it was, was it 276 or 376 uh, eastbound? Right, 376, I think. right. Mm-hmm. 
376 over to 22 yeah. and then we were right. um, you know had the first stop on the east side of town there and then we got up onto the turnpike coming uh, coming back west and uh, over to free you know off, off at the cranberry exit and then mm-hmm. uh, over to freedom and then and then back to the airplane so it was uh, a lot of driving that day but uh, good stops along the way Excellent. Now you might you might not have seen our most scenic parts i just want to tell you that no no <laughs> I understand. It was sort of a roundabout, you know, it was it was not maybe the most scenic way, although, you know, 22 is a nice little, uh, you know, you got to see a, a lot of the nice suburbs there to the east of the city. So it was very nice. Okay. Yeah, very nice. Now, great. I, I was excited for you because I thought at one point, you know, as you were coming to town and uh, the vice president was also here, there was the vice presidential bus. And somehow I imagined you like in the back of the bus, having yourself a, a, you know, a beverage with the vice president, making small talk. So I reached out and asked about that. And you put me in my place pretty quickly. You said, no, I'm in a van. I'm in a van with the press in, in a different vehicle. Like, you know, like you're like in a, like a U-Haul van or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Please. It, well, it was a little nicer than a U-Haul van, but yeah, not, not too far off. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, I mean, that's it, really... essentially, I, I mean, I prefer your scenario, John. There's no question. It would have been nice yes. to be uh, up in the uh, the charter bus. Um, I think for a couple of reasons, probably for COVID reasons, uh, that didn't happen. But also, uh, you know, Pence doesn't operate, for example, like John McCain did. Remember the the, uh, the was called the, the Straight Talk Express right. when, when oh, McCain yeah. ran for president. And he would have reporters for sections of his bus tours join him. Um, Pence did not, and uh, but we were we were close behind. It was sort of a mini motorcade. Basically, you had a police escort up front, you had the big bus, and then there were a handful of other vehicles carrying staff members and uh, national and local press. So we were we were we were trailing behind, um, but it was it was a good event. And I had been working, um, in, I had been in in conversation with the vice president's office since the end of May. Uh, requesting um, an interview uh, during the campaign season. And as it turned out, we got a chance to sit down with the vice president for 12 hey. minutes, um, which was which was really good. Fabulous. Terrific. And when will we hear about that, Greg? Well, um, we, we did air on our SRN newscasts, um, you know, starting last Wednesday night, oh, uh, excerpts okay. of, of the interview. So it has it has been going out over the last number of days. Uh, we talked on um, several things. The, the, the first event that we stopped at for the at the Cornerstone Ministries Church, um, it was it was a pro-life event, and that was um, the the main part of the early part of the bus tour. And so the president or the vice president was meeting with um, you know crisis pregnancy center officials and and other women who have been um, impacted in a positive way through that kind of ministry, and then uh, gave a gave a, a larger talk to a larger larger group. And it was right following those two pro-life events that uh, we sat down. It might have even been a children's Sunday school classroom just backstage uh, from the sanctuary. And uh, we talked about uh, pro-life issues in the Trump administration, but then we also pivoted and talked about uh, COVID and the pandemic response. And then I asked him also about his upcoming debate with Kamala Harris here in a few weeks. Oh, fabulous. Mm. Yeah. So uh, give us the insight into that uh, the debate, because that's a big, uh, a big topic for a lot of people, whether it's the vice president and Kamala Harris and uh, President Trump and Joe Biden. The debates are not that far away. No, they're not. The first presidential one is at the end of this month, September 29th. So we're just, uh, no, not very far away at all. And then the, and then after that, there will be the vice presidential debate out in Salt Lake City. 
And that's just the one time that it'll be face to face between Pence and Harris. And uh, I asked if he was uh, had started preparations yet. He did not answer that portion of the question, but he said he was looking forward to the debate. And then he said, basically, he understands that Kamala Harris uh, is is a skilled debater, a skilled communicator. Uh, but he said that facts are stubborn. And what he meant by that is he is intending to lay out what uh, you know they argue are the accomplishments of the Trump administration. And uh, and and the values that they represent and that he thinks that's going to resonate with more Americans than than what the Biden Harris team is, is doing. So he uh, he didn't talk about any uh, any particulars of his own preparation, but basically said, look, we're going to focus on the Trump administration's record over the last almost four years. Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Uh, Greg, let's turn our attention to the president speaking of the election. Let's talk about his West Coast swing. Right. He uh, just a little while ago this afternoon finished up a a briefing with state officials in Sacramento, California, uh, talking about the wildfires that are uh, very damaging, obviously, in California, but also in Oregon and in Washington state. Um, You know, many fires up and down the, the West Coast and very unhealthy and smoky air in large cities from Seattle down to Los Angeles. And um, just, you know, a lot of devastation from the fires. So the president was getting an update from he was meeting with uh, the the governor, uh, Newsom, as well as other state uh, officials on that matter. Uh, And this has become a a campaign issue um, over the last couple of days, including today. You had the president and he has said this before when we've had wildfires. He blames poor forest management and is encouraging states and other officials uh, in local regions to do better forest management to prevent forest fires of this magnitude. And Joe Biden was seizing on on those comments and saying that the president is not providing the necessary leadership um, or strategy to deal with it. And also, obviously, Biden is talking about uh, climate change as uh, being a major factor as well. So both Biden and Trump taking a much different approach to addressing and talking about these wildfires. Interesting. And, and so as they speak, of course, the wildfire, wildfires continue. I mean, it's got to be massive. And uh, I don't know, uh, Greg, uh, we've got family out there. I, I think you do as well. I mean, the air quality uh, for people getting a first touch of this, it's overwhelming for people's health. It is. Um, and as I mentioned, in you know the major cities especially, but obviously small towns too, up and down the West Coast, um, you've got very unhealthy, uh, you know, quality air. And so there are a lot of uh, warnings and encouragement for people to stay inside. Some public services have been canceled. Um, and uh, obviously anybody who has um, any, any breathing difficulties or other, um, other you know, physical conditions that uh, could be susceptible to, you know, breathing in smoky air, you certainly hear from People in these areas that there you, you smell the smoke. You know, it smells, smells like a campfire outside. It looks like mm-hmm. fog and smells like a campfire. So, um, it, hopefully, it's going to be burning off in a few days, especially in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and we are hearing that it's not as bad in Southern California and Northern California as it was late last week. So there has Good. been a little improvement, but it still is a major problem. Mm-hmm. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston uh, with us. Uh, Greg, let's turn to a victory for the president, uh, the Mideast Peace Accords, and of course, his nomination for a Nobel Peace Prize. What do you know? 
Yeah, this is going to be a big focus at the White House tomorrow because he's bringing in the Israeli and the United Arab Emirates delegations to the White House for a signing ceremony of Mm -hmm. the document, the agreement uh, that they came to terms with just a couple of weeks ago. And so this is uh, this is a big development. And then late last week, you had Bahrain also announced that they were going to be normalizing relations with Israel. And then um, uh, Kosovo uh, was also uh, looking at improving its relationship. So you've got two or three different Arab um, countries and, and, and regions there in the Middle East uh, warming up to um, establishing some more commercial ties with Israel, if not full diplomatic relations. And this is something that has been ushered in by the Trump administration. So uh, it's going to be touted by the president and and his team as a real foreign policy victory. Well, Greg, what is the story there? Because this truly is, it's so surprising. It's, I mean, it's borderline shocking to think after how many years, hundreds and hundreds of years, there may be an inkling of some friendship between those in the Middle East, especially Israel and the rest of the, rest of the region? Yeah, it is remarkable, John. And what's interesting is for, for the past, say, 20 years or more, the focus primarily has always seemed to be on Israelis, Palestinians. And um, what the Trump administration has done over the last couple of years is look beyond the Palestinian-Israeli possibilities, because uh, the divide is so, so deep uh, between those two parties. And they have looked elsewhere at other Arab, um, you know, other Arab nations in that in that area that would be willing to to look at the the commercial and the diplomatic benefits of actually establishing these kinds of relationships with the Jewish state. And so it's it's really interesting that you you've got you have the UAE announcement that came two or three weeks ago and then you had a couple of these other countries um, start to fall in line. And the president and the National Security Advisor, Robert O'Brien, have been saying, along with the president's son-in-law, who's a senior advisor at the White House, Jared Kushner, saying that they believe that with these initial steps that they, we will see more Arab countries warm up to this idea of, uh, of having better, uh, better relations with Israel, wow. which is a very positive development. It truly is. Mm. All right, Greg. So as you look toward the the election, you know, what remains? How many days do we have left? 50 some? 50 days, right? 50 days. 50. 50. Yeah, yeah. Seven weeks from tomorrow. Okay. So uh, again, it just seems as if the presidential election cycle, which in, in previous days when there wasn't a pandemic would have lasted two whole years. It seems like we're cramming it into like a three month period. Um, what's your schedule going to look like? Um, they must be like traversing the country each day, every day. Yeah, we are seeing increased travel by both campaigns. And of course, with Trump, we've seen over the last couple of days during his stops on the West Coast, he had rallies in in Nevada and um, and he's got a stop this afternoon. Uh, It's not a big uh, rally, but it's uh, it's a meeting with supporters, Latino supporters in Arizona in the Phoenix area. But we have seen some of the larger crowds at these rallies uh, in states that are going to be permitting these kinds of gatherings, still not the size of what we've seen you know, in past years prior to the pandemic. But the president and his campaign seem to be kind of pushing the edge a little bit about um, bringing in these larger crowds. But even Joe Biden and Kamala Harris um, are are doing more day trips. Um, And I think Kamala Harris is is traveling to California. She, of course, you know, represents the Senate 
um, her state in the Senate from from California. She's got a couple of days travel to California. So we're going to see increased uh, travel from both uh, campaigns from here uh, here on out. And then, as we mentioned, we've uh, it won't be very long before we're at these debates. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people um, looking at the polls and 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 trying to provide analysis after the conventions a few weeks ago. Um, I, I hear a lot of uh, this this kind of idea that uh, every everybody is pretty much ba- it's baked in how they're going to vote for the presidency. And mm-hmm. so the question is, there may be very few undecideds right now. And then the big push for both campaigns is getting the turnout of the vote. Um, and that may be more challenging than usual this year because of COVID-19. Right. I mean, you know, in our neighborhood, we're still sort of up in the air as to where we're going to vote. Uh, in the primaries, we voted for the first time for our entire community in one central location. You know, usually we have each each polling place in all the neighborhoods. But if that's the case, the line will go on forever. So I believe that that will diminish the vote as well. Right. It, it very it very well could. And the whole idea of uh, more states and jurisdictions um, doing mail-in voting, um, that's going to put a lot of pressure on, on sometimes it's volunteers or hourly pay, right, people right. who are working the election boards. And uh, we may not, uh, and there's already been discussion that we should not perhaps expect a result on election night as we often try to do. I imagine, mm-hmm. right? Well, 50 days. Hold on to your hat, hold Nelly. Hold on. Hold Holy on. smokes. All right. Before you leave us, Greg, we only have a couple minutes left. I'm going to need to get to something of vast importance, which is mm-hmm. an article in Friday's Wall Street Journal about um, hedonistic short-term pleasures, which many people are using to help them survive pandemic conditions. Right. And I want to tell you, Greg, and this will assure you, that science proves that this can actually be good for us, prioritizing a short-term hedonistic pleasure to help us survive. Some indulgence, condition. right? Yes, yeah, some indulgence. And yeah. so I quizzed John at the top of our program about what, <laughs> what he had done um, in, these, uh, in these past six months. And John, you confessed what? Yeah, I did two things. Uh, I'm drinking primarily 100% cranberry juice. (laughs) Nothing like, you know, cran cocktail kind of stuff. But that's what I'm going for, the cranberry juice. And I've been recently going on eBay, had a great interest in buying myself a cashmere scarf. And uh, I pulled the trigger and bought one last night. And I feel good about myself. Those are my two indulgences, Greg. So you yourself, when you think about the suffering that you've endured over these last uh, several months... (laughs) Has there been an indulgence in your life? I mean, are you buying Almond Joy bars, mm-hmm. some fancy hoo-ha thing? What do you got? Yeah, I, I can't top the cranberry juice. I got to tell you that. Yeah, I know, because um, that's really something. I'm, I'm second-guessing gu- second my whole summer now. With, on yeah, that one. for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would put – I think mine is food-related. I think, I, I think I've eaten more um, – potato chips over the hey, summer than I really? normally eat. Interesting. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a very good choice. Now, a particular brand? Um, no, I just kind of whatever's in the cupboard. I mean, and of course, I've been doing a lot of the shopping and things, too. So sometimes it's just a plain Lay's or um, mm-hmm. or it might, might be tortilla chips. A lot of tortilla chips and salsa, which we, which we like yeah. around our place anyway. But when that's it comes really to just kind of a basic potato chip, which – you know, I like, but I try to, you know, keep in moderation. I think I've lost that battle a little bit this summer. Mm-hmm. Right. A short-term so, hedonistic pleasure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mom, you're right. Here comes the pandemic 15 or the pandemic 30. <laughs> Who knows, Greg? Be careful out there, friend. <laughs>
<laughs> well, at least you'll look good in your cashmere scarf. <laughs> oh, you kidding me? And my neck will be so big. I got to get an extra large one, but I don't even care. <laughs> That's Greg Clugston with us, SRN News White House correspondent. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. See you guys. All right. See you. Be well. He's a good one, that Greg Clugston. Is he not? Oh, my gosh. Love him so much. (laughs) Take a break. Come back. Seven modern life habits that can be incredibly bad for your brain. Oh, no. That's next. Hi, I'm John Henney from Henney Jewelers. Since 1887, my family has helped people celebrate the most memorable moments in their lives. We are rooted in faith and commit to doing the right thing again and again. We believe in the covenant of marriage and use our To Have and To Hold program to encourage couples as they prepare to spend the rest of their lives together. Please stop into our Shadyside store to learn more or visit HennyJewelers.com. Henny Jewelers, your jewelers for life. Worried about deductibles and copays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial, they've got you covered. This is Kathy Emmons. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything. Copays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today, 724-884-1496, and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. September 18th, 7.30 p.m., Drusky Entertainment proudly presents For King and Country. For King and Country, in concert at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA, Rain or Shine. Drive-In tickets on sale now at druskyent.com. Gates open at 5.30 for King and Country, September 18th at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA. Details at truskyent.com. Theaters this Friday. Don't miss Infidel, the new heart-pounding political thriller inspired by true events. You are an American spy. What? Infidel tells the story of one man's incredible journey of faith and survival after being kidnapped in the Middle East and his wife's courage to never give up on him. This is terrorism. When his country abandoned him, his freedom became her mission. I came here to save his life. Starring Jim Caviezel. Do your job. See Infidel. We do only in theaters this Friday. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa Know How. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in and at radio.com. Clear skies are expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 45. Tomorrow will be nice. We'll see plenty of sunshine. Tomorrow will reach a high of 73. Clear skies expected for tomorrow night with a low of 52. Much of the same for Wednesday. We'll see mostly sunny skies. It'll be nice. Wednesday's high, 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, 
I'm Drew Shannon. Well, in this era of better technology, I, I think it's called, you know, it's safe to say, we are surrounded by some excellent technology. Our, our brains are being rewired to do more to the detriment of our brains. So say scientists, according to experts, our modern lifestyle is chipping away at neutral pathways, making us slower, denser, and less capable of original thought. Mm. So they listed seven modern life habits that can be incredibly bad for your brain health. Oh, great. Seven? Seven of them, yeah. Seven current habits that are bad for my brain health. Yeah, let me, let me just, you'll know most of these, of course. Oh, great. Uh, the so brain. I'm already, wait, I'm already doing them? Yeah, I'd say probably most of us are doing them every day. Okay. The brain drain of inactivity. Mm. Physical inactivity has its price tag. It's linked to the development of chronic health problems, heart disease, obesity, depression, dementia. Being sedentary changes the shape of certain neurons in the brain, according to a study from the Journal of Comparative Neurology, that suggests a link between inactivity and mental decline. So, mm. For heaven's sake, you're saying regular physical activity can benefit you cognitively. Please exercise daily. Okay. Think you're multitask- multitasking? Well, think again because our, smart- our smartphones have become Swiss army knives. We use them all the time. We're texting while walking across the street, catching up on emails while commuting. You've likely heard that multitasking is bad for your productivity. Earl Miller, who's a neuroscientist at MIT, one of the world's experts on divided attention, says that our brains are not wired to multitask well. When people think that they're doing a good job by multitasking, they're actually just switching from one task to another very rapidly. Every time they do so, there's a cognitive cost in that in that process. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. moving from one thing to another, that's bad for me. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's bad. I've been, I, this is, I'm guilty of, since I've had my little sort of surgery thing, sitting too long is hurting you. Mm. Sitting is one of the worst things, of course, we can do for our health. A UCLA study reports that people who are more sedentary have thinning in brain regions what? linked to memory. What? Uh-huh. You can reduce the amount of sitting by adopting interventions like moderate walking. The author says it is possible that sedentary behavior is a more significant predictor of brain structure, specifically medial temporal lobe thickness, and that physical activity, even at higher levels, is not sufficient to offset the harmful effects of sitting for extended period of time. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I got to be honest, I sit a lot. Yeah, me too. Right. All that screen time can negatively impact our mental and emotional well-being. Face-to-face interactions are increasingly replaced by digital tools. Well, no kidding. Anything with a screen, televisions, phone, tablets, computers. Uh, Tom Kirsting. It's all we got right now, people. Okay. Yep. Um, If the majority of your waking hours entails looking at a screen, then it is way too much. A face-to-face conversation is incredibly beneficial. Even Zoom is better than looking at your screen. At least you've got a face in front of you. All right, great. All right. Surprisingly this easy. Encur- this is not an encouraging list. No, it's not. I'm just telling you, you. Headphones damage the parts of the ear vital to hearing. Oh, for heaven's sake. Uh-huh. If you're constantly blasting too much loudly, uh, loud music or on Zoom calls, the brain has to work to understand what is being said around you. It can't store what you've heard into memory. So protect your hearing by adjusting the volume of your headphone. We've ruined ourselves in radio. And sleeping poorly upsets your brain. Oh, for heaven. Okay. Insufficient sleep, a huge problem for many people. 
Uh, lack of sleep slows down your thinking. Step away from the computer. Sleep a minimum of eight hours a night okay. during the pandemic. Okay. I mean, it really wasn't good news, but it was news to keep you away from your stuff. That's I'm all. actually sad that we've discussed it. Sorry. Get away it's from all, right. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, well, you might want to like this next subject. We've heard a lot about the organization QAnon. Mm-hmm. Sounds nefarious, mm-hmm. all right? And uh, Christians have been connected to QAnon. The vice president uh, famously last week was supposed to meet with some members of QAnon. What exactly? We've not talked about this. What is QAnon? What does it mean? We'll talk in just a little bit uh, with Morgan Lee about QAnon and someone you love may join it, what you should know. That's Stick Around, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy here on Word FM. WORD. Next time on The Journey with Ron Moore. If we're going to teach our kids what it means to follow Jesus Christ and follow hard after him, we've got to have our spiritual act together, and you only do that when you're in the Word. We've got to be on the same page, and you only do that when you're in the Word together. And we've got to be instructing our kids. This is Ron Moore. Join us for The Journey weekday mornings at 1130 on 101.5 Word FM. When it comes to higher education, it's worth considering a Christian university or college, one that reaffirms students' faith instead of tearing it down. Research shows that students who attend a Christian college can become significantly more committed to their faith, and that's an important investment to make. You care about the type of people who are teaching the classes and the content and perspective of the courses just as much as you do about the strength of the academics. It matters that Christian faith is supported and shared. Find out about many schools at once by attending the free Christian College Fair with representatives of colleges and universities from across North America. Start planning now. Take advantage of the opportunity to meet with representatives from top Christian colleges throughout the country. Learn about financial aid, scholarship opportunities, and more. Take your first step to a Christian college education at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford, Saturday, September 26th from 11 to 1. That's the Pittsburgh Christian College Fair, Saturday, September 26th at Orchard Hill Church in Wexford from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Please adhere to COVID-19 guidelines. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. 
Watch Dashing Dish on WPCB Cornerstone Television Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Comcast and Verizon. Now, if you've been following along at home and doing your daily reading, you may have heard about an organization, of which there are many, uh, QAnon. And to be honest, I, I read this and I think, what exactly, what are these guys into? What's, what are they espousing? So well, we saw a, an article by Morgan Lee at Christianity Today where she did a deep dive into QAnon. And she's here today to talk to us about that. Morgan is Associate Digital Media Producer at Christianity Today. She joins us now. Hey, Morgan, thanks for coming along again. Really appreciate it. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, good for you. Okay, so Morgan, I think it was probably about, I don't know, five months ago that I started seeing QAnon pop up on my social media feed. Um, it's been around a lot longer than that, but that's just kind of how long it took to get to me. And I thought, now what in the world is this? And then the more I looked into it, I thought, no way. Like that, no, is that real? Are people really serious about that? But it turns out that there are millions of people that are really serious about it. So what is QAnon? Wow. Deep breath. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, good. Thank you. So I, I think that the important kind of like synopsis of QAnon is this idea that there is a group of global elite, a cabal, if you will, that's kind of the language that they use. And it's composed of celebrities and politicians who are all in on a sex trafficking ring together. And Donald Trump ends up playing a pretty starring role in this. He's seen wow. as someone in the Q community who's able to um, essentially overcome this cabal and that he is thwarting it. Um, this, I don't know exactly what to call it. On, on our show, we kind of talk about it as a cult or in some ways a little bit like syncretism. Um, but essentially, it, it takes its name from this idea that Q, um, who is seen as someone who may be in the military or work for the Defense Department or have some sort of insider knowledge, is dropping information periodically um, and seems to in many ways kind of prophesy what will come next. Um, and so the followers then, um, Q Anonymous, short for Q Anonymous, which no one knows who Q is or who, Q, you know, it's a multiple people who are behind it. Um, but the the theory has become quite widespread, or yeah, the conspiracy theory has has gone quite large. Um, it's something that I think has kind of blown up, maybe for people who are not familiar with it more recently, partially because politicians. Um, this woman, for instance, who is um, running for office in Georgia right now mm -hmm. um, to be in Congress. Um, it looks like she will be end up being in the House of Representatives. She embraces QAnon. So that's kind of why um, the, the, I guess, mainstreaming of people who hold these beliefs um, has made it a bigger deal more recently. So, when, Morgan, when you say you embrace QAnon, you embrace the conspiracy of a global Kabbalah. Yes, I think that's probably like the best way to look at it as someone who um, does really believe that there is this cabal that is happening and that Donald Trump is the person that is going to be, um, you know, essentially ending this giant child sex trafficking ring. Okay, crazy. so if, if it's a possibility that Q is a member of the military or the member of an intelligence service, it's also a possibility mm -hmm. that he's, you know, an 18-year-old kid in his parents' basement. 
I mean, I think that that is the fact that you don't know who it is, is in some ways kind of, I think, part of the interesting part of it, you know, um, that this person is not completely out, that they have, you know, that there's something at stake, right? Like the idea behind them being anonymous, right? Is like, if we, if we exposed who we were, we'd be in danger in some way, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so it kind of reinforces potentially for people who follow this and believe it, um, that there is something actually really like sinister and important going on at a high level. Right. So when I hear this, this kind of reminds me of, you know, the, the pizza shop back room uh, somewhere in New York City where they thought, you know, people were being held uh, as sexual slaves. And then, you know, people would show up at this pizza shop occasionally and try to find access into the back room to, you know, rescue those people. I mean, it, it's, it's so crazy. Does any of this make any sense at all? Is any of this, Morgan, grounded in any reality or is it just one layer of conspiracy after another that it seems outlandish. One of the names that comes up pretty frequently in this discussion is Jeffrey Epstein and Jeffrey Epstein died by suicide. I believe it was last year. And when, you know, I believe he was in prison at that time when that had happened and what had landed him in prison was the fact that he um, was accused of sexually exploiting minors for decades and years. And Epstein was extremely connected um, to a number of people that have been seen as part of this cabal. You know, you can find pictures of him. You guys should find pictures of him with the current president, of course, but also with the Clintons and a lot of famous people. And so I think that someone like Epstein being at the center of it, and it seems like those are pretty credible allegations about how he um, conducted himself with young women. um, That provides, I think, or that maybe reinforces some of the other claims that are made there. And also the fact that Epstein died while in prison, the cases had not gone to trial when all of that happened. Um, You know, give, make people stop and question what exactly happened and if they know what's going on. So I, I'm, I don't feel comfortable saying like just how much of like the Epstein thing is seen as, you know, also part of like QAnon mythology, but there's a lot of Mm -hmm. the Epstein situation that, a lot of folks who maybe read and follow more mainstream outlets would nod their head in agreement. Um, but because of the strange situations that have happened with him, I think that, the, you know, that in some ways that sure. it doesn't seem like as much of a stretch, right? If you believe in some of the Epstein stuff, one might argue um, to then believe that there's a larger apparatus at work. I see. Morgan Lee's with us, Associate Digital Media Producer at Christianity Today. We're talking about QAnon, and we're certainly not going to have enough time to get even into the, (laughs) into like one fraction of this, Morgan, because it's sort of wacky. Um, Okay, so um, I'm trying to think of what, okay, so I would say that from my experience, just wading through social media, people I know who are posting about QAnon, it's attractive to people because it seems to me that there's a lot that, I mean, this is, this goes without mm-hmm. saying, but there's a lot that's outside of our control right now. And so people mm-hmm. feel powerless and people are spending a lot of time at home. People are spending a lot of time online. And mm-hmm. because there is such a, um, a spirit of uncertainty and fear, I think ideas like this can take hold more easily. Now, from what you have researched, do you feel like you agree with me on that? Or do you feel like there are, or there, there are more factors at play? I definitely think that meta narratives offer us a lot of comfort, right? And this 
meta narrative is interesting because it's hyper tied to current events and to politics at the same time. And I do agree that there's this like serious onslaught of information. There's this sense of just frustration, I guess, at the fact that people who are seen as elites in our society are incompetent or evil or <laughs> otherwise unhelpful to the current situation. And this idea of finding something that feels like very universally damning to tie them to, I think in many ways does offer some degree of almost like making sense of everything that is happening. Mm -hmm. And I think too, so the, the guest that we had on to talk about this on my podcast last week, he did tie it into the fact that people have more time during the pandemic. And he actually asked, this is um, an Australian pastor. His name is Mark Sayers. He asked if this was like the first great internet religion, because as I mentioned already, Q speaks through these dispatches that he sends forth online, right? And many people are experiencing and learning more about this through the internet. You know, that's kind of where they're getting their like re revelations from. And I, sure. you know, it, it, I just laugh at this because, you know, they say like, you really want to know what anyone actually thinks on something, right? Like look at their Google searches, right? Mm. And that is, the internet is this place where we're like going for, for knowledge, right? Um, and so, yes, if people are spending more time at home, feeling more, depressed and disgruntled, they may be willing to entertain things that may have felt more outlandish to them earlier, you know, um, right. especially if they feel like the places that they usually trust for information, right, are lying to them, are incompetent, aren't doing a good job, and then certain things become more palatable than they might have earlier. Right. So, Morgan, we've just got a little a little time left. But then last week, the vice president was uh, famously supposed to move forward and meet people with, from the QAnon, from QAnon. But then at the last minute, they canceled. Can you talk about that? I think that that is, <laughs> you know, whenever there's been this like, well, here, let me back up. One of the interesting things that's like gone on with all of this, right, is the way that the president, Trump, I know we're talking about Pence here, but Trump has kind of like winked or nodded at different times to QAnon, right? Yeah. And I think that that in some ways has also added a particular level of like legitimacy, obviously, to, to what is happening. I think it's a little bit unclear what exactly is going on with this Pence situation, Um you know, the campaign came out and basically just said it was because of a scheduling situation um, and they didn't say the event was going to be rescheduled. So the last thing I want to do is speculate more here <laughs> about right, what's going good. on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that there's, that, there's obviously the a lot. Go ahead. The next thing you're going to be sending us information from your parents' basement and it's going to like end up in the conspiracy <laughs> cloud like everything yeah, else. What's worse is that I don't have to do it from my parents' basement. I'm part of the media, right, already. You know, right. You have a sense of legitimacy, Morgan. <laughs> mm, yeah, so you'll, you'll be exactly. quoted from that. Right. Morgan, thanks an awful exactly. lot. It's very weird. It's very confusing. It's just a, a indicative of the strange times we live in. Morgan Lee from Christianity Today. She always writes excellent for Christianity Today. Check her out. Morgan Lee. September 18th, 7.30 p.m., Drusky Entertainment proudly presents For King and Country. For King and Country, in concert at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA, Rain or Shine. Drive-In tickets on sale now at druskyent.com. Gates open at 5.30 for King and Country, September 18th at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA. Details at druskyent.com. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. 
pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. I know. That on those tablets Mr. Moses brought down is the commandment to not covet. But I'll confess, my neighbor and his lawnmower is making it tough. He's got this stand-behind, ride-along space shuttle that covers probably three times more space than my trusty old lawn boy. So, when we have who mows the fastest races, which are completely fabricated in my head, he has some impressive advantages that I just don't have. And at our Faith and Family Mortgage Team, we're blessed to have a pretty special advantage of our own, and one that could be a big deal for you. Our team is lucky to be an arm of a bigger company that is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls, an advantage that often allows us to get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money on a refinance or new home purchase. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park, Grand Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. Licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors. Individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. Well, this is a bombshell. Here's an article by Julian that A federal judge in Pittsburgh ruled today that the non-life-sustaining business closures, the restrictions on outdoor gatherings and stay-at-home orders undertaken by Governor Tom Wolf and Secretary of Health Rachel Levine to mitigate COVID-19 were unconstitutional. Liberties guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution cannot be subordinated even during times Mm. of an emergency, says United States District Judge William J. Stickman in the opinion piece. The The Constitution cannot accept the concept of a, quote, new normal. Quote, the liberties protected by the Constitution are not fair weather freedoms in place when times are good, but able to be cast aside in times of trouble. There is no question that this country has faced and will face emergencies of every sort. But the solution to a national crisis can never be permitted to supersede the commitment to individual liberty that stands as the foundation of the American experiment. The Constitution sets certain lines that may not be crossed even in an emergency and cross those lines. They have been actions taken by Dr. Wolf and Dr. Levine. Uh, They have crossed those lines. 
Specifically, and I'm reading from the PG, their outdoor gathering limits violated the First Amendment's right of assembly. Their stay-at-home orders and components of the business closure orders violated due process of the 14th Amendment, and their business closure components violated the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. Okay, so what does that mean? What is does that, that mean? I mean, lift the Wolf it? administration is going to seek a stay of the ruling and file an appeal. That's the last I know. It sounds like it's ironclad. It's the Constitution. Everybody knew that. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Hurricane Sally is closing in on the Louisiana-Mississippi coast with rapidly strengthening winds of at least 90 miles per hour and the potential for as much as two feet of rain that could bring severe flooding. Storm-weary Gulf Coast residents are rushing to buy bottled water and other supplies ahead of Sally, which is expected to reach Louisiana's southeastern tip around daybreak Tuesday, then make its way northward into Mississippi on a path that could menace the New Orleans metropolitan area. Severe storm surge along the coast will be a big problem. Wall Street ended solidly higher today following a burst of big corporate deals. NVIDIA jumped after announcing plans to buy fellow chipmaker Arm Holdings. And Oracle climbed after the business software maker beat out Microsoft to become the tech partner of TikTok. The Dow today gained 327 points. This is SRN News. Hi, this is John Hall telling you how much I love my pillow and how it's really changed my sleep. Check out the new mattress topper. It's truly amazing. I don't know if I love my pillow or the my pillow mattress topper more. Get a my pillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. It is made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. MyPillow.com. Save 30%. Use promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 when you do. Mike will give you two standard MyPillows for free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or by calling 800-391-0954. Seriously. Get the best night's sleep of your life. It's all about my pillow. 800 391 0954. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Starting route. Your destination is 0.1 miles away. If you drive in less 500 than. feet, turn left. You have arrived at your destination. <clears throat> if you drive less than 25 miles a day, you could be paying less every day with pay per mile car insurance from Allstate. You get the same reliable coverage and hands-on expertise you'd expect from Allstate, but now at a price that's tailored to the miles you drive. Call your local Allstate agent and start paying what's right for you. Pricing varies based on how you buy, driving behaviors, and includes a daily rate. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Not applicable in California. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and its affiliates. Hi, I'm Katie Farrell. I'm an author, a registered nurse, and a mom and wife to some of the pickiest eaters on the planet. People say that eating healthy is bland and boring, but I'm here to show you a better way with wholesome, simple recipes. Watch Dashing Dish on WPCB Cornerstone Television Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eat better, feel great with Dashing Dish. Find us on Pittsburgh Channel 40 or Channel 5 on Comcast and Verizon. This is Jerry Boyer. This radio station has been telling you for months that November's election could vastly change our country's future. If you believe in liberty, supported by a strong economy, and religious freedom, your values are on the line. Please register and prepare to vote at your polling place or by absentee. This election is huge. 
we are at a crossroads. We all should vote. And keep listening to this station for what this election means. Is the United States of America part of God's great plan for the world? Now, a new documentary, Trump 2024, The World After Trump, takes a look at what the world could look like in 2024 with or without President Trump. Trump 2024 features interviews with Franklin Graham, Mike Huckabee, Dennis Prager, and Eric Metaxas. Watch Trump 2024, The World After Trump on SalemNow.com. That's SalemNow.com. Trump 2024. Watch now at SalemNow.com. Clear skies are expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 45. Tomorrow will be nice. We'll see plenty of sunshine. Tomorrow will reach a high of 73. Clear skies expected for tomorrow night with a low of 52. Much of the same for Wednesday. We'll see mostly sunny skies. It'll be nice. Wednesday's high, 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Monday. Monday, Monday. It's the end of a Monday, so that's a a quick day, so to speak, as you make your way home. I wonder what percentage of our audience is actually on the ride home right now, right? Mm -hmm. Because the roadways seem to be still pretty, pretty light, wouldn't you say? Um, well, considering I'm sitting in my spare room right now, I'm not the person who's able to weigh in on that. <laughs> Mike, uh, you're commuting in. Uh, Kath and I are in our spare yeah. rooms. H- how are the roadways for you whenever you know you're coming and going? Uh, they're pretty busy. Uh, I'm on oh, 376 okay. uh, heading into the city. Um, and it's always, and I usually head in around like 10, 1030. Um, yeah. And it's considering you know that's not normally rush hour obviously it's still pretty packed okay good so there's right. some movement yeah okay despite people staying at home all right well speaking of staying at home started a conversation at the top of today's show at four o'clock and by the way if you missed any of our first hour you can always find our podcast available at johnnycathyshow.com or wherever you get your podcasts um and it was brought to my attention by jason gay who's a just a terrific and very, very funny sports writer at the Wall Street Journal. And um, he wrote this last Friday, John. I'm going to reiterate this. I know you've heard it before, but perhaps our listening audience just checking in doesn't know about a label they could put to something they've been doing for the last six months. What do you mean? He says, if you're seeking happiness, a little pleasure, some temporary relief amid all this global melancholy, it's okay to occasionally lie on the couch and eat chips and whipped cream from a bottle. Science says it's fine. In fact, it may be good Mm. for you. I'm serious, says Jason Gay. Earlier this summer, researchers affiliated with the University of Zurich and Radboud University in the Netherlands published a study in which they concluded that short-term hedonistic pleasures lead to at least as much happiness as long-term accomplishments. Quote, it's time for a rethink, says Katarina Burnecker, a researcher in motivational psychology and co-author of the paper Beyond Self-Control. Of course, she said, self-control is important, but research on self-regulation should pay just as much attention to hedonism, a short-term pleasure. I don't really buy that. Can I think the country, you know, over the last 20 years or so, we've built ourselves on short-term hedonistic pleasures, wouldn't you say? 
Well, of course, but yeah. listen, don't get too serious on me. What I'm trying right, to say and what Jason Gay's trying to say in the article, John, is that we're under pandemic conditions. Okay. Right. We're all a little crazy. We are. So maybe those of us like me who like gave up eating sugar for 18 months need to just back up the yeah. bus a little bit, uh, right? And I'd highly act recommend like, that. And act you know, act like, you know, my anti-sugar philosophy was not the cornerstone around no. which I, you know, lived my life. I mean, have some peanut M&Ms, will you please? Exactly. Okay. That's All right. Exactly so I, I did the ultimate in hedonistic activities. I went out and purchased myself a brand new shoulder. I mean, that's kind of hard to top. That's a good but, point. I mean, that's a good point. John I mean, has a has a brand new mechanical shoulder. Mm -hmm. And I mean, talk about something that's all you focused. Yeah. I mean, you know, for what I spent, I got to go on, easily could have gone and bought a Mercedes, I'm sure. But no, I just felt, what the heck? Give me a next shoulder. What the heck? No I also, deal. you know, confessed during the top of the four o'clock hour, I've been on my most hedonistic uh, uh, push forward is cranberry juice. <laughs> And I went and bought a $20 cashmere <laughs> scarf last night. Okay, I still, I got to get back to the cranberry juice. It's hard to believe that that's a hedonistic pleasure, but it okay. is. It's very hedonistic. Uh -huh. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, so then you and Mike, Kath, I want to start with you. Okay. What has been your, during the pandemic, mm -hmm. most hedonistic short term pleasure? Well, John, I hate to admit this publicly, but I do believe it's time. Um, I mentioned just a few moments ago that I'd been, you know, off sugar for a year and a half. Yeah. And um, I'm not anymore. Hey, oh, good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing um, there? On a nightly basis, John, I'm indulging in something. Mm, like a, a sweet treat? Some sweet treat. And it's something different every night. I'm not oh, locked into one thing, whether it's an Italian ice or it's chocolate covered pretzels. See, um, a couple nights ago, one of my uh, daughter's friends left some Oreos, and I thought, well, I'm going to throw those away because I don't eat Oreos. And then I thought, well, that was those. the old that was the old me. The pandemic me might have to eat the Oreos, and I did. And don't you feel better because of it? Listen, it's the short term hedonistic pleasure that the, that the researchers are talking about. And as I said, I'm pro science. Yes. So good. I'm glad you surrendered to the Oreos. Mm -hmm. How many did you eat? Don't say two. Uh, the well, I ate them over two nights because it was only half, you know, a, a portion of the box left. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> the second night I had ten. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. That makes good Thank sense. You. Thank you. That ten makes Oreos. Good, that makes good sense. It does. I mean, it doesn't make any it sense. It makes perfectly good sense. If you're going to eat some Oreos, don't eat two. Go for 10. Right. Right. I did. I went for 10. Excellent. Good choice. Okay. Very, very good. All right. Okay. So, Mike, we turn our attention to you. Yes. You do. Uh, my hedonistic pleasure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I actually have two. Uh, one's pretty healthy and the other not, not so healthy at mm -hmm. all by any means. Uh, the first is... Uh, since I've had a house, uh, it's been it's been three months now, going on four. I've been gardening and mm. weeding, and it is so mentally nourishing for me. I really? I never thought I would love anything. I, I would never thought I never thought I would get into this, but I am yeah. loving this. I love it. It's, what? Yeah, I, um, I got some I got some zucchini. I made some mm. zucchini bread. It's which nice. is amazing. I have to bring some in, or actually, well, I got to drop it off at your guys' house. Um, mm -hmm. don't do that. Don't do that. Um, tomatoes. Uh, yeah. What? Yeah. And Wait, now you came really late to the gardening, but you still I have did. crop. I do. I do. Well, I, it's, it's half my crop and half my neighbor's crop. So, okay. so, um, the other not so healthy, the other thing that that's not so healthy, um, and 
I shouldn't be admitting this, and uh, hopefully my wife isn't uh, listening. Oh, I hope she is. <laughs> She's my Instagram Uh-oh. friend. Don't you worry about uh, it. It goes the marriage out the window. I'd say every two days, every other day out of the week, I open up my refrigerator. I take out the Hershey's chocolate syrup. No, you don't. And I just down it. No. Yeah. no. I down yeah. that thing. No. That's healthy. That's very healthy. No, you, you're not putting it in milk? No, nothing. No. It's straight. 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 In your mouth. Straight in the mouth. No. Straight in the mouth. It's excellent. It's mm-hmm. the best. So, so do you think that she, your wife may think, oh, gee, my son is really having a lot of milk, right? A lot of chocolate milk. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's be really been, busy. She's been wondering, why are we going through, because she, she, she does the grocery shopping. Sure, sure. She says, you know, why are we going through two to three Hershey chocolate syrup, syrup bottles like? A week. A week. Yeah. Mm, that's a lot, yeah. Two and to, why do you have that massive weeks. zit? <laughs> Just wow. saying. Well, Mike, I, A, you know, I feel badly for getting on you because I wanted you to give me an honest answer. And then all of a sudden I came at you with judgment. Don't judge. Don't judge. <laughs> Don't judge. No, it's it's pandemic, this right? Is, uh, let me, you know, this is uh, that what's a stupid hashtag, my truth or whatever. Yep. Oh, your hashtag truth. Me, Good grave. That's me time. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. A little self-care. Yeah. Right. Self-care in the Duffy household includes chocolate syrup down the throat. Kath is eating 10 Oreos at a time. And I've got cranberry juice. <laughs> don't even. That makes you sound so much better than I I'm just saying. That's what I got. That's good. Get out of here. Cheers. Okay, let us take a break. We're going to talk about marriage. Marriage in the middle. Embracing midlife surprises. Oh, boy. Be careful whenever they Wait, come no, down the road. Oh, and ask her about our hedonistic pleasure. <laughs> WORD. You could win a Bible prophecy tour to Israel next March with Pathway to Victory's Dr. Robert Jeffress just by logging on to our station website and using the keyword Israel. There's nothing quite like standing on top of Mount Carmel where Elijah did battle with the prophets of Baal or looking out over the plain of Megiddo where the final world battle will take place. Enter now to win and discover ways to get bonus entries. Register today at wordfm.com. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com. Tonight, the U.N. is warning that the pandemic is putting the world at risk of widespread famines of biblical proportions. Even as we here in the U.S. continue to struggle with the coronavirus, in poor countries like Haiti and Guatemala, COVID-19 is also creating a food crisis, which is leading to starvation. Angel Loma is with Food for the Poor. Almost every single one of our partners said that food is the greatest need right now. But the church is rising to meet this need. 
The thought of any child going without food just breaks my heart. You know, God has blessed us all beyond what we can imagine. we got to do what we can to help especially kids that don't have anything to eat. Join 101.5 Word FM and Food for the Poor in rescuing children. Just $37 provides six months of life-saving food for one child. How many children can you save? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword hope. Dial pound 250 from your cell and say hope. Or click the red emergency food banner at wordfm.com. This is Albert Bowler with another word about the upcoming election. There is so much at stake. We might not be able to vote as conveniently as we voted before, but that just puts on Christian citizens the responsibility to work even harder to make sure that we vote and that our vote counts. Too much is at stake to sit this election out. So, whatever it takes, go vote. I would say that if you're fortunate in your life, one of the great pleasures is a long marriage, a long marriage, 20, 30, 40, 50 years or more. But along that road, of course, there is um, some rockiness. There are some surprises. There is always something that's unexpected. Well, we're happy to welcome back to the show, Dorothy Latell Greco. Dorothy's got a brand new workout called Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges, and Joys. This work comes out officially tomorrow. And Dorothy, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me back on. Thank you. Yeah, Dorothy, this is an unusual thing. Um, most marriage books are written by men. That is correct. It is unusual for a woman to write a marriage book that is both um, addressing men and women. Right. So that's the other thing is if there was a marriage book that was written by a woman, it would be just for women usually. Yeah, that that absolutely tends to be true. Well, you're crazy. I mean, look at how you're stepping out, Dorothy. Okay. uh, Talk about why the topic of marriage, especially at a time like this, when you could have written on, I don't know, surviving a pandemic or what to do with race in America. Why is marriage on your mind? Marriage is always on my mind for many reasons. One is I'm, I am married, and two, my husband Christopher and I do a lot of pastoral care work. And what we've seen over the years is the years between 40 and 65 tend to provide some pretty unique bumps for us. Um, and maybe that's all <laughs> exacerbated in the past eight months when uh, there are extra stressors um, upon all of us uh, in the midst of this pandemic. Yeah. So then talk about it. What what would you consider, you know, what's a timeline, like you said, so is it 40 to 65 those years? If you're fortunate to be married in that time frame, right, maybe you've been married 10, 20 plus years, there is sort of a duality of that. You are walking a tightrope because you know each other so well. Uh, Maybe a lot of marriages get lazy and they sort of pull back and they go, yeah, we're okay. And they're not really working the marriage. Right. That could be a problem. But there's also an opportunity for greater growth and, you know, more deeper involvement with each other. I think that's absolutely true. And, and I think that you're right on both accounts. One is that we do tend to get sloppy or lazy or distracted even. There's often so much that's happening during this time frame. You know, in the book, I talk about caretaking as being one of the big pulls on our energy that we tend to be what's known as the sandwich generation. You know, we're caught in between taking care of kids, sometimes young kids, and our aging parents. And that really puts a unique stress on us 
then there's all the other issues, the, the body changes, how our bodies are slowing down. We have, tend to have health issues perhaps for the first time during this time frame. And all of those things put unique stress on us. There is, um, I don't know whether either of you are exercise fanatics, but there's this one really great piece of equipment at the gym where I go. It's called a BOSU ball, and it's like a ball cut in half. It's really squishy on the top. And in order to do the BOSU ball, and you, you can use it in many different ways, but you have to be super, super focused and, like, pick a spot on the wall to watch as you do squats. Otherwise, you just fall off. And to some extent, I feel like that's what midlife marriage is all about. Like we have to pay attention, we have to be intentional, and we have to work it if we're going to grow. Yeah, Dorothy, and a lot of the things that you're bringing up have to do with choices, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, when you talk about when you talk about choices, a lot of times it's especially when Christians talk about choices, it always makes me laugh because it's like they'll say, "Well, you have to make choices," and they're already intimating what the right choice is. You know what I mean? So all you have to do is like pick the right one and you're good to go. But the problem with a lot of the issues that you've raised is that they're decisions that don't necessarily have a right answer um, or they might have two wrong answers. Right. Yeah. There's nothing. It's not a very linear path from age 40 to age 65 and still staying married. Right. Like every single thing that we face is going to be unique and it's going to affect us uniquely, which is why. Um, One of the illustrations I use in the book is what it's like for a pilot to fly from the East Coast to the West Coast. And, you know, we might think that they just kind of click on autopilot and then, like, read the newspaper or do a crossword puzzle. But they have to constantly check in with the regional uh, air centers. They have to constantly monitor the flight conditions, the weather conditions, because if they don't, they're going to end up going through a lot more turbulence. So I think if we can take that metaphor to heart and say, you know, what does it look like for us uniquely in our marriage to pay attention, to be intentional, to make mid-course adjustments, um, and sometimes to just strap our seatbelts on and ride out the turbulence because sometimes we we don't really have any choice in, in, you know, avoiding it. Yeah, no choice at all. Okay, so I remember years ago when I first met my wife, Dorothy, I I saw her and I was like immediately smitten. I thought, oh my gosh, who is this gorgeous woman? She is for me. Now, we've been married for decades and decades, and I recently had major surgery, and she's taking care of me like fabulous, like such a great, kind patient, generous caregiver, working really hard to make sure that, you know, my pain was minimal, whatever my needs were, she was right there. And, you know, when I first met her, nothing was further from my mind that, you know, here I am, you know, in my sixties and some woman's going to take care of me who I love deeply. And so it just goes to show how the roles change as the decades go on at one minute, you know, I'm thinking, look how sweet and hot she is. I love that woman. And then at the same time I'm thinking she's taking care of wounds and looking out for my pain. I mean, and it covers everything within all those parameters of a good marriage. Yes, it does. And I'm sure that having her care for you in that very empathetic and kind way probably increases, only increases your love for her, right? I love her so much, yeah. Yeah, and it's humbling. It's humbling when we get to the point where we're needing help and other, and our spouse or friends uh, have to, you know, stand in the gap for us. Yeah, it sure is. Dorothy Greco is with us. Um, The new book is called Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges, and Joys. Um, Dorothy, talk about the um, the pool that you get between caring for sick parents and taking care of little kids. Yes. So I, Christopher and I got married a little bit later in life. I was almost 31, and I had my last job when I was 39. 
So that meant that we were still in very active parenting roles when Christopher's mom passed away. She died first, and she was six hours away from us, and so the last she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died very quickly within six weeks. And during that time, you know, he was going back and forth almost every weekend just to be with her and, you know, to try to end well. And as you can imagine, he was not very present to our children nor me during that time frame. And then similarly, several years later, when my father got sick and passed away, I was driving five to six hours down to New Jersey to care for him. And all of that energy that normally we might have reserved for parenting or for our spouse then gets diverted. Um, we get tired, you know, we might get cranky, we might feel overwhelmed, we might be feeling if, uh, if our relationship with our parents has been difficult, that also surfaces a lot of emotions that then we need to deal with. So there's a lot of pulls, both spiritually, physically, and emotionally, when we have to take care of um, our aging parents. And then, of course, the everyday needs that our children have, whether it's just, you know, getting them to school, picking them up after sports, or now dealing with online school, you know, seven days a week. Um, Yeah, so all of those stressors, again, just sort of divert the kind of energy that we normally have for our spouse into other areas. That's good. And so when I hear you tell this, Dorothy, what I think of, and I think, you know, we've talked about this in the past, (laughs) that there is something about the the idea of intentionality in your relationships, right? That you just can't take things for granted. Your eyes got to be on the ball. You got to look each other in the eye. You've got to sit down and communicate. There's got to be a game plan here that is intentional because loosey goosey doesn't cut it for a successful marriage for the many decades that are ahead. Yes, I think that's absolutely true. And one of the concepts that I talk about both at the beginning and then return to at the end of the book is telos, which is a Greek word. And what it means is um, like the end goal of an intentional process. And, And it's important for us to remember that how we get where we're going is every bit as important as the goal. So telos can sort of become an overarching purpose that guides our lives. And many of us like tend not to apply our imagination to that sort of a plan for our futures. You know, we, we uh, navigate life based on the, the, the most pressing needs that are presenting themselves to us as opposed to spending some time to pull back and, and prayerfully figure out, you know, like what is the Lord, what opportunities is the Lord, uh, is the Lord giving to us as a couple? And where can we use our unique gifts as a couple to better serve not just each other, but to better serve the world around us. And I think that when we really spend some time pursuing that, that it it benefits us, but it also benefits the communities around us. Dorothy Greco is with us. The new book, Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges, and Joys. Um, Before you leave us, Dorothy, let's just talk about the importance or the presence of community, um, especially Mm -hmm. in and amongst all those challenges that you've already raised here. Yeah, I think that I'm sure that you you two would agree that there are seasons when we simply are not enough. Like even if we're exceptional people, the demands that are placed on us are simply too great. And um, so being able to have a community of people around in those seasons is essential. You know, when my dad was passing away, I had to ask so many people for favors, you know, our neighbor to watch the dog, somebody else to pick up our son after soccer practice. Um, Again, that's a very humbling thing, but I think that when we look to the people that the Lord has placed in in our lives, it makes our lives richer, and it also helps us to understand 
um, what community really means. What does it mean to, to love each other, um, to support each other, and to really be present to each other during those times that are difficult. And then additionally, you know, no matter how amazing of a spouse you are, we are never really fully enough to meet all of our spouse's needs. And so being able to turn to friends, the, one of the examples I give in the book is I really have a felt need to pray um, out loud with other people much more than my husband does. And initially in our marriage, I would try to like, you know, get him to come alongside of me and pray as much as I wanted to. And it just like it ended up in conflict but when I could finally say, okay, this is something that I don't have to just do this with Christopher. I can find friends. And now I have, you know, a circle of friends who I pray, pray with on a regular basis. And that is, meets my needs. And then it, you know, prevents us from having conflict for um, something that Christopher is just, you know, he just doesn't have the same level of need that I do. That's good. Well, Dorothy, congratulations. I think you've mined something here that really is not often talked about, and you've gone very deep in the work and the research and in the conversation and in your writing style. So kudos to you. I think a lot of people are going to be greatly interested in your new release. Thank you. My, my hope and my prayer the whole time I was writing it was, Lord, let this be a conduit of hope that when, when readers finish the last page, they walk away and they think, wow, like I really feel encouraged, empowered, and hopeful that my marriage can, can grow and get stronger. So that, that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Well, that's really good. Dorothy Latell Greco, Marriage in the Middle, Embracing Midlife Surprises, Challenges, and Joys. Dorothy, thanks an awful lot. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Always our pleasure. Let us take a, a quick break. Come back. What do you get the person who has everything? Queen Elizabeth II, 39 surprising things that she owns. Stick around for that. Hi, I'm Kelsey Wiggins, a teacher in Gilmore City Bradgate School District in Iowa. Thanks to a science, technology, engineering, and math grant sponsored by Bear Fund, we renovated an old locker room into a monarch butterfly incubator, providing students with access to innovative technology that engages and inspires them. I encourage farmers to nominate a school district to apply for a $15,000 Grow Rural Education Grant by visiting americasfarmers.com. Each month, the kitchen calendar at our house flips over to a new month. Well, it was March, then April, May, June, July, August, September. And even though for a lot of people this crazy pandemic feels like time has stopped or altered, time stops for no one. So what have you been waiting for? Because time moves on, and time is money, and it all feels overwhelming, but interest rates are so low, and how low can they go? Low, low. So now is the time before the calendar flips over to a new month to make a change in your finances. United Faith Mortgage, where faith and family come first. And it's not just some cheeseball slogan, it's real. So have confidence that their direct lender advantage will save you money and stress. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. In these COVID pandemic times, everything is up for grabs. It feels as though there's no mooring. There's no strength. There's no center point. Everything has changed, especially when you think about going back to school, whether your child's in elementary school or junior high, high school, and deeply college. Everything has changed. That's why Kath and I have great confidence in Grove City College. School will open 
students will be on campus this fall at Grove City College. And our confidence is knowing that Grove City is prepared and ready to do the right thing as the students show up. Right, Kath? That's the hard thing, John, is, you know, every school district, every private school is trying to figure out what the best thing to do is, right, and how to keep the kids safe. And I think you make a good point when you say, you know what, so much is up for grabs right now. So you have to come back to who you really have the confidence and who's shown you up to this point that they're trustworthy so that in uncertain times you can say, okay, I remember what you've been like in the past. I'm going to trust you going forward. And that's where we are with Grove City. They've done an excellent job communicating with us as parents. We're looking forward to our kids going back and we're looking forward to being as supportive as we possibly can as parents. A deep dive into a quality education with Jesus in the center. Grove City College online, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, tune in, and on radio.com, in the car or at home too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Clear skies are expected for tonight. We'll see a low of 45. Tomorrow will be nice. We'll see plenty of sunshine. Tomorrow will reach a high of 73. Clear skies expected for tomorrow night with a low of 52. Much of the same for Wednesday. We'll see mostly sunny skies. It'll be nice. Wednesday's high, 81. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. In my um, pandemic viewing, I started to go back and look at um, season one of The Crown, Mm. which I love because it's such a fabulous show. And of course, you know, while I'm watching it, I'm I'm thinking about Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth II. And uh, I'm doing a little, you know, reading about her. And I came across something about um, Queen Elizabeth and the surprising things that she owns. And of course, you might imagine as the Queen of England, you know, uh, and the kingdom, she owns a heck of a lot. But she owns some really weird stuff. Check this out, Kath. Uh, Queen Elizabeth owns all of the swans on the River Thames. What? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. All of the swans. It goes back to the 15th century. Um, she shares the ownership of all the swans with the worshipful company of vinters and the worshipful company of dyers, an arrangement that goes back to the 15th century when swans were considered a delicacy. So just how many swans does the queen have? We'll, we'll know soon enough because they're conducting a five-day swan upping at the end of this month then uh, they'll take account of all the swans. Uh, the queen also owns a pair of dorgies. Now, uh, the queen, of course, famously, for since 1933, has owned Pembroke corgis. Right. Well, the last two of her corgis passed away um, in 2018 at the age of 14, but she does have two dogs that are part corgi and part dachshund. Mm. Mm-hmm. That is a really short dog. Yes. Tiny little <laughs> legs. Um, the dogs are called Vulcan and Candy. They are regularly now found at her side. The queen also owns all the dolphins in the UK. Dolphins and sturgeons. Um, a statute from 1324 uh, originated during the reign of King Edward II states that the king shall have wreck of the sea throughout the realm. Whales and sturgeons taken in the sea or elsewhere within the realm, except in certain places privileged by the king. So the law still stands today from 1334, covers not just whales and sturgeons, but dolphins and porpoises too, when they are captured within three miles of the UK. 
Well, you have to ask the queen if you can take, I mean. Yeah, if you can have it. The queen also owns half of the UK's shoreline. That's uh, really the coastlines around England, Wales, and the Northern what does that Ireland. mean? She owns what the beach. She owns a ton of beach property. <laughs> she also has six royal residences. She also owns uh, two hundred Larner handbags. Do you know what Larner handbags are? No. Uh, Queen Israeli seen without a handbag. I, actually... I've seen her. Lo- I would call them a pocketbook in her case. Yes, a handbag. The Queen is rarely seen without a handbag, which she actually uses to send signals to her staff. But that's another story. But she doesn't just carry any old handbag. She prefers luxury London designer Lawner. How do you they spell are... Lawner? L-A-U-N-E-R. The brand CEO estimates that she has about 200 of them at approximately $2,500 a pop. This is my favorite thing the queen owns. The queen owns her own private ATM. Stop <laughs> that the queen has to dig through her lawn or purse in search of a $10 bill. But if the need for cash arose, there's a private money machine in the basement of Buckingham Palace, courtesy of Coots Bank, that is specifically for members of the royal family. Okay. Now, what would she need to buy? Nothing. What? Some lip balm? Right. But, okay. So now I was going to say it's different in America. Of course, yes, it, oh, of course, it's different in America because, you know, we decided we didn't want what they do right. uh, several hundred years ago. But um, when you're the president, you have to pay for your own food Yeah. in America. You have to buy your own groceries. I mean, you don't I mean, Donald Trump's not going to the store, but he's paying for his own groceries yeah. as presidents have always done. Not the queen. I bet you the queen isn't paying for her food. No, she's not. No. So I did go I to the, I went to the Lawner website, the L-A-U-N-E-R website, mm-hmm. and uh, her photograph is right at the top. I'm sure. She's what a, mm-hmm. what a company spokesperson. The bags are very um, matronly, would you not say? Yes, yes. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Queen also has the best seats in the house at Wimbledon. Uh, in 2020, 2010, Her Majesty stunned the crowds at Wimbledon because she had not attended Wimbledon for more than 30 years. But she does have a royal box, which is tucked just behind the court's south baseline. The Queen also owns 150,000 works of art. Many of them are priceless. 150,000 works of art. Yes. Okay, so now, so see now again, this is where having a regent is really hard to figure out mm-hmm. because don't they, I mean, I'm so American in how I look at things, but that belongs to the government. It's, it's no, it belongs to her. Owned, so it belongs to everybody, but nope. not in England. No, nope. belongs to the royal family of which she's the head of. She owns it. She also has a car collection worth more than $10 million, mm-hmm. a tiara covered in 133 diamonds, a massive Fabergé collection. She owns Westminster Abbey, Hyde Park. She owns Westminster Abbey. Mm-hmm. Again. A gold, a gold okay. record. She owns a bat colony. She owns the world's largest clear-cut diamond. Wait, did she you owns- say bat colony? Yes. Okay. Uh, she owns uh, a fleet of uh, Angus uh, cows. She owns tortoises. She has her own flag. She owns four Guinness World Records. She owns a um, the British seabed. She owns. She owns offshore- the British seabed. See, no one owns the British seabed. She does. No. She owns an offshore wind oh. farm. She owns the UK's continental shelf. She owns all of Scotland's gold mines. She owns she twenty-five thousand. Own she does. She owns twenty-five thousand acres of forest. She owns Trafalgar Square. She owns Queen she Victoria's can't own wedding Trafalgar dress. Trafalgar Square. It's she owns the- Henry VIII armor. She owns millions of square feet of retail space. Oh, she owns see, a baptismal font. God bless America. 
She owns a national collection of mulberries. This is she crazy. Owns a lot. This is crazy. That's what the queen owns, Ken. Oh, God. I mean, she needs to be see Marie Kondo more than no. anybody. Does she not? I mean, no kidding. Yeah. That all can't spark joy. No, it sure does. Hello, I'm Marie Kondo. Yes, exactly. Take a break. Come back. We're going to talk about why our next guest is so angry. Why, why is quarantine making people so hot and bothered? Hopefully, we'll find the answer in a few minutes. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. And when you go through your times of fear, what it says here is this. The angel of the Lord, meaning Jesus Christ, will come and literally encamp around you. The word encamp means to fortify you, to build a hedge around you and protect you in the midst of the fearful experience. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, God, I Need Some Answers, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 730 on 101.5 WORD. ORD. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800 308 If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-308-6638 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-308-6638 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-308-6638. You've worked hard to provide for your family, but what happens when you're no longer here? You know, when people plan for retirement, they sometimes forget to consider their financial legacy. Your assets should go where you want them to go, not where some probate court decides. So why not be proactive? Kevin Bach can show you how to pass your assets along to your loved ones in the most tax-efficient way possible. Call Kevin at 724-837-3553 or online at IntegrityRetirementSolutions.com. Insurance and annuities offered through Kevin Bach. PA Insurance License number 352896. September 18th, 7.30 p.m., Drusky Entertainment proudly presents For King and Country. For King and Country, in concert at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA, Rain or Shine. Drive-in tickets on sale now at DreskyENT.com. Gates open at 5.30 for King and Country, September 18th at the Starlight Drive-In, Butler, PA. Details at DreskyENT.com. Hey, this is Owen Strand with a quick word on the upcoming election. So much of what we care about is at stake. Religious liberty, all of our First Amendment freedoms, the cause of life and reliable judges, rule of law, even civil order. Make sure you're registered and prepared to vote, whether at the polling place or by absentee ballot. Our nation is at a crossroads, and every vote counts. Don't sit this election out. Yeah, a few months ago, do you remember this conversation or not? Because we were talking in the, you know, the earlier days of the pandemic. And I was saying, you know, that when I was going out in public, I was wearing a hat with my mask and I was kind of like, you know, sort of mm-hmm. hunkered down. In oh, there. yeah. 
because I it was my concession to you that I believe that people were very, very angry out there. And you would have none of that. You were like, no, no, John, where I live, it's like all peaches Wait, and cream. Are and you saying I disagreed with you? You did. That's hard to believe, isn't yeah, that Mike? Well, no, I mean, you, know, oh. you were. I mean, you know, you were like going, no, people are like loving me where, you know, it's all kumbaya in my neighborhood. I and I was say like, that. Well, I it kind of felt that way. loving me. Because I was like, oh, it's real dark and, you know, oh, I was like really sort of thick and angry over here. You know, I felt bad. Like I was living like in the wrong part of town or something mm. like that. However, <laughs> As the pandemic stretches on, our next guest, Bruce Lowe, who is assistant professor of New Testament at Reformed Theological Seminary in Atlanta, he himself, he himself is talking and asking the question, why has quarantine made him so angry? Bruce, welcome to the show. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Pleasure. All right. Well, Bruce, I mean, if you're so angry, I guess I can't pick on John for being angry. Um, Talk about what you're angry about. (laughs) Well, um, the article that I wrote was talking about why it is in general that we tend to get angry in quarantine. You know, you would think that being locked down with loved ones, with people that we love, with people that we cherish and are so dear to us, we would be in a good state, in a good place. But um, sometimes it brings out the worst in us. Yes, it does. Okay, so then then what causes this anger, Bruce? Because as you said, I mean, this may be a dream for a lot of people. Everybody that I'm closest to, my dearest loves are surrounding me. But after all these many months, maybe it's a little too much closeness. So what does make you angry? What's make, I'm I'm not going to point the finger at you, but society in general seems to be on edge. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess what I talk about in the article is the idea that, you know, one of the things that, makes us angry is is our our plans being thwarted you know we plan mm-hmm. to go out with the kids for a great day and the sun and, and it rains you know we, we plan to do a certain thing and then that that injury flying up we can't do it anymore um you know so plans thwarted can make us angry but um i guess one of the other things i talk about is how scripture brings attention to the fact that there's another thing that can make us angry as well hmm. okay and that is well, and and that is, you know, the idea that um, when we get lowered in someone else's opinion, when someone when we feel like someone else is putting us down, um, that can make us angry. That can be a cause for anger as well. In the ancient world, people were not just about themselves. You know, when we talk about our plans being thwarted, it's so much about me. It's about what I've got planned for life. But, you know, in those days, things were much more communal, and people were worried about, um, where they were positioned, where they were placed with regards to others. And when others put you down, um, that can make you angry. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay, so if we're feeling put down then, one of the panaceas for that, of course, obviously, is Scripture and mercy within that. So talk to us about mercy, because you write about this so eloquently. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that you see over and over again in, in different stories that um, Jesus tells he talks about how, for example, you have um, the prodigal son. The prodigal comes home. Um, he's received by the father in mercy, and the brother's angry. Uh, why is the brother angry? You'd think he would be super happy to see his brother back and, and home safely. But he's angry because, as he says, the father hasn't given him things that kind of honor him. And instead, he's lifted up his brother who has done all these other things, you know, who who has kind of let his father down and let the family down. 
And then, you know, there are other stories like, for example, the the, the master who invites all, all of the people he knows, and each one has an excuse for not being there. Everything else in their life is more important than the master himself. And so the master turns around and invites the lowly, invites the destitute, and brings them in and honors them. So I guess we kind of see this subversive thing going on when it comes to anger. Uh, we get angry when people put us down, um, and God uh, seems to turn the table on things. Hmm. Bruce Lowe is with us. Bruce is Assistant Professor of New Testament at Reformed Theological Seminary in Atlanta. Bruce, I want to go back and talk about feeling slighted again. You mentioned that a few moments ago. And I think of all of the consternation about uh, quarantine, about businesses shut down, about not being able to travel, uh, even mask wearing. And, you know, mm-hmm. while I think a lot of the emotion has been overblown, I, you really did make me think when I read this article about that feeling of being slighted or being minimalized or, or minimized um, is something that is is real. And so maybe when you look around, um, do you understand, Bruce, maybe how people are feeling? That, that that causes them to get angry? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, it's it's. I guess one of the things I was trying to do in this article is is get us to look a little bit inside. You know, get us to see, as it were, our anger as maybe a, a a litmus test of what might be going on in our hearts. You know, um, and and I do understand. I mean, I do understand as I look around. You know, I, I guess it starts with me, doesn't it? You know, you can only sort of be aware of. Why am I getting angry at this point? You know, mm-hmm. why do I get angry when um, someone is doing something different from me? So, I mean, to pick on the idea of mask wearing, you know, seems to have become a controversial subject. And it's like, well, maybe it's because, you know, well, hey, you think you're better than me, you know, wearing this or not wearing this. And um, I, I just think, I, I guess one of the things I was trying to do with this article is really help us to appreciate and, and, and benefit from the lockdown. In, in seeing, why am I getting angry? Why do I seem to be so, getting so frustrated with the children, with my spouse and others? Mm-hmm. And, and I, think, I, think it, I think it's an amazing litmus test, actually, for what's going on in our hearts. That's good. Okay, so then, Bruce, the pandemic, I don't you know, I know how Atlanta is, but here in Pittsburgh, I mean, we're slowly inching our way forward. I would say very slowly here is the, the key word. So you've had time to consider. Obviously, you've thought about it. You've prayed about it. You've written about it. So as we are inching forward, and hopefully as we come out of this, what changes uh, are taking place in your own heart and mind to address this anger and to look at yourself on the other side to be, you know, a stronger, better, more godly person? Yeah, absolutely, John. Thank you. Um, I mean, I think I think that if I could go back and just really open up, I know Kathy was trying to get me to open up at the beginning, and I <laughs> here's, here's my chance now, Kathy, to open That's up. That's right. I'm, you know, I'm ready. It, it's, it's kind of like, you know, okay, when the kids come, and uh, making noise, and I'm working, and it's like, you know, like, how dare they? I'm more important than them, and than, than this, you know. My time is more important than their time. When they come and I, they ask you for help with school or something like that, it's like, well, hey, go ask your mom, because what I'm doing is more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the tragedy of this. So, well, the good thing, actually, you could say, that it's, that it's exposing the fact that I think my time uh, my goals, the thing that I'm shooting for are more important than other people. 
And I think where uh, anger has come out, um, it's kind of exposed some some dark spots in my heart where I actually think I'm more important. And um, and so I just think in our current climate, not just with the pandemic, but with everything culturally that's spilling out of this, um, just asking ourselves the question and me asking myself the question, where have I gotten angry? Um, it's it's just allowed me to look on the backside of things and think I need to be concerned more for my wife. Her time is just as important as my time. My children's time is just as important as my time. Uh, yeah, so I think that's really come out of this. That's very smart, Dirk. So take the focus off yourself and put it more so on those who are surrounded with you during these very uh, impatient and trying times. That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce, before you leave us, Kath and I were talking uh, with our producer, Mike, about um, pandemic indulgences. I know this is not something we've sort of planned ahead, but, you know, we were talking about, you know, as we went forward during the pandemic, you know, we, we were sort of like, you know, the idea of treat yourself. I mean, I'm suffering here, so I need to treat myself a little bit. So for myself, you know, I, I confess, you know, one of the big treats for me was that I was buying a um, a pure cranberry juice. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's like, you know, super indulgent. I'm actually drinking pure cranberry juice at every turn. Now, <laughs> Kath and Mike, they, they mock me I'm sorry, me about I can't get that. over the fact that that's your big indulgence. That's a big indulgence, okay? <laughs> it is a big indulgence, all right? Okay. And, and Kath, your big indulgence is what? Well, I, I, Bruce, I gave up sugar for about a year and a half, maybe even almost two years, actually. Uh-huh. And um, I don't about four months ago, I just was like, I think that part of my life's over. Okay, good. So she's I, eating three Oreos. Days ago, three days ago, I had 10 Oreos. Right. And our producer, Mike, <laughs> he's found the indulgence of pulling weeds, which is okay, whatever. I mean, whatever gets you through No, the but pandemic. then he also said that he was drinking the Hershey syrup right out of the container. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's right. Okay. So for you yourself, Bruce, can I put you on the spot here? Has there been an indulgence in your life that you've surprised yourself with just to get through these weird times? You mean like you know, apart from putting on five pounds, surprisingly? Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, you are indulging. You know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, a, a nice indulgence is um, my wife uh, bought me, treated me for my birthday, and bought me a guitar. I'm from Australia, and it was an Australian guitar, and she ordered nice. it especially. Oh. So I've been indulging in in um, sitting and playing, and, and that's oh. been a, a wonderful thing. Oh, that's um, excellent. Now that's a, that's a that's a positive indulgence. It is, yes. Um, yeah, but I, I think in terms of in terms of negative indulgences, you know, I, I think um, if I could go back to the subject of anger again, you know, mm-hmm. one of the solutions that the Bible, it seems to me, gives is the solution of servanthood, you know, of Jesus, um, you know, who, who in Philippians 2, who didn't... Uh, consider equality with God something to be grasped but made himself nothing and uh, be, took on the nature of a servant. And I just think in general, my indulgence has been um, just being more selfish, you know, thinking I deserve, um, mm-hmm. you know, this extra time off here. I deserve to yes. you know, binge watch something or I deserve to, um, you know, just indulge myself. And I think the big word for me as I've kind of looked in my own heart with the anger issue is just said, man, I, I'm kind of way more on the throne in general than I should be. And I just need to let others be served by me. Excellent. That's very good. Bruce, why has quarantine made me so angry? Bruce Lowe, he joins us uh, from the 
Performed Theological Seminary in Atlanta. Bruce, thanks an awful lot. We really enjoyed the conversation. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity of the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city with the city in its heart we're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days windows r us pittsburgh is no different when it comes to working around your home windows r us remains committed to the safety of you and your family for roofs gutters and downspouts siding and of course windows windows r us pittsburgh can answer the call with over 50 years of home remodeling experience windows r us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with J&D Waterproofing at 1-800-BERRY-DRY. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-BERRY-DRY. That's 1-800-BERRY-DRY to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at JD waterproofing.com jnd waterproofing family owned and operated since 1939 i consider not only my team members but my patients my family and i miss them for quite a few months stock family dentistry would like to say welcome back one of the biggest blessings i have received is to be able to use my talents and my passion to serve my community through our dental office and i'm proud to say that we're doing it in a very safe way we're finally back up to full speed it's nice to be back with family on perry highway in wexford at stockfamilydentistry.com today's forecast calls for clear skies slight winds coming out of the northeast and customized car insurance from Liberty Mutual, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. The best Christian music to brighten your day. Messages that inspire hope, life, and spiritual transformation. And a safe place for you to grow in your faith. Hi, this is Dave Fry from Sidewalk Province. And if this sounds like something you could use, visit ChristianRadio.com. ChristianRadio.com is a place where you can find hope when it seems there is none. Now, all of your favorite Christian radio stations can go with you wherever you go. Visit online at ChristianRadio.com or download the free mobile app today. All right, so as we look forward to tonight, it is a football night in Pittsburgh. Yes, but it is fraught with so much. Listen, we have, I forget all of the accoutrements. You cannot. Around. No, I am. It goes I hand in totally, hand. No, I'm forgetting it because there is a game that is going to be presented to us tonight. It is our team. We have longed for any professional sporting event in which we might have a chance to win. In the Pirates. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's yeah. why I rejoice in tonight. Okay, all right. I mean, I'm going to tune in, but I'm going to do so, you know, do so at your own peril, no, right? Because on. sports now have become the lectern. Focus, and, just uh, focus on the game. All right. So hey, the return of Big Ben, that is fabulous news. Hey, uh, thanks for being with us. Podcast is up and running. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. Have yourself a great night.
The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.